you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Hello, Net. Welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast. I'm your host, the Dread Pirate, Kelvin Tiberius. Uh, joining me today is Blair Bunky, uh, sometimes known as Scruffy, the ship's janitor. What up, Blair? What's up, Ricky? You made it all the way to the first intro and only had three us. I consider that an improvement. This is going to... I. It's only going downhill. My us <laughs> per minute are just... Uh, see, there you go. It's just <laughs> getting worse and worse. And now I'm self-conscious and I'm going to move on to the ship's computer. Who's going to count them for me? Uh, Bob Randall, better known as major juggler. What's up, Bob? Uh, stack overflow. Can't count anymore. Error. Oh, 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 ow. Okay. And then also joining me today is Tyler Tippett, better known as Starslinger72, the 72nd Starslinger on the long line of Starslingers, the ship's cook. What's up, uh, Tyler? Not a whole lot. Just happy to be here. And uh, finally, back uh, from vacation after... Uh, I'm not sure. You can tell me what necessarily what you're up to, but is Mark Fletcher, better known as Sable Griffin, the ship's cabin boy that may have had something to do with it. What's up, Mark? I'm all right. And uh, Star Slinger is the 73rd because there's one without a number and then you've got one, two, three. Right, right, right. It's- no, so it's 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 a shortened Star Slinger, the first of his name. So I'm Star Slinger, the 72nd of his name. Ah, Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, what's up, Sable? Uh, what have you been up to? Oh, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, we missed you, man. Like, everyone's like, I'm ready to hear what Sable has to say about bombs. What's Sable have to say about my list? I'm like, man, we're just a bunch of amateurs here. <laughs> I haven't been playing a lot of X-Wing recently. been playing some Destiny, been playing some Edge of the Empire, new job. It's been a lot of chaos for me. Well, uh, I'm super happy that you're back. Uh, your voice just simply makes me feel better. Uh, I had been feeling sad recently about, you know, X-Wing related things. And just hearing your voice makes me feel like it's going to be okay. Until you tell me it's not going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. Oh, no. It's all gone again. <laughs> Mark, I was so I was so looking forward to this episode because this is the first time we've been on a cast together. And now you, right? my, my hopes and dreams, as much as I can have them as a computer, have just been dashed. Yes. Uh, Mark, you, you've heard about uh, have you heard about the uh, Star Wars RPG uh, we're doing for the uh, the podcast Patreons? Yeah. I, I don't know if I've had a, a talk with you about this yet. You haven't talked with me about it. I've heard it in passing, but I never got any of the details. All right, so I'll give you the rundown because uh, I feel like talking about it, and uh, and you've got a good uh, take on Star Wars and. Tyler has like hijinked his way onto this is about the only way I can describe this. What you're talking he keep, about. You keep denying it, but it totally Nothing happened. of the sort happened. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we've, we're doing a, uh, <laughs> players got me self-conscious now. We're doing a, 
Age of Empire, or an Age of Empire, and an Edge of no, an Edge, Age of of Rebellion. The Empire, Age of Rebellion, Age of Rebellion, Edge of the Empire, right? Where people have both simultaneously a duty and an obligation. And it's race squadron themed, so there are a bunch of screw ups and half or and and basically washouts. And they, I, I brought, I got the sector. Um, did you play the West End game? D6? I did. Oh God, yes, yes. This is for the four of you that share uh, <laughs> the age requirement and the nerd requirement to know what Mark and I are talking about. They are just riveted right now. Um, Sterling but, Hershey is loving yeah, this podcast. You know he's from Kansas City? I did not. Yeah, no, he ran a he ran the first uh, FFG Star Wars game for me. Uh, he nice. was just at a, a game store running a free RPG day for the free RPG day adventure. I think he did, nice. and I didn't I didn't know it was what I was like. I play D six Star Wars. I'll check this out, and he ran me a game. He actually gave me the dice I have today. Cool. Amazing, and very really cool. And once again, for the four people that know who Sterling Hershey is, he wrote for both. Every edition of Star Wars, yeah, uh, the RPG, he's a very, very cool guy. He's like the Alex Davey of Star Wars, except the other Star Wars games that have come before X-Wing, Alex also wrote. I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, we, we are uh, doing uh, a D6 Star Wars uh, Elrude Sector game, which is like this thing from 1993 that I just found. And doing it on Twitch and YouTube, it's pretty cool. Tyler's Tyler, what's your dude? Uh, I am playing Dante Lancaster, who is a screw-up noble uh, that is now kind of uh, cast out from his normal family for um, possibly killing someone in a duel that he probably shouldn't have. Uh, he's a sm- uh, what is a smuggler, right? Is that the career? Yeah, he's a sm- smuggler, a, a charmer of I the smuggler variety. I know a lot of the rules. Yeah, right. Uh, it's not necessary. You just just run with it. And basically, he's going to try to uh, charm his way into places that he shouldn't and do with that what he can, all the while being smugger than, uh, than everyone else. <laughs> uh, just a side note, I love the charmer specialization. I, it looked pretty good. I was like, man, I don't know which one I should do because I just had the have the Edge of Empire book, and then uh-huh. one of the other players was like, uh, "Here's the the career builder thing. Look at Charmer." And I was like, "This is way better." <laughs> <laughs> don't shoot! It me. Just stop. <laughs> Hold that for a second. I'm pretty. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, so we're doing the X Wing campaign. It's gonna, we're gonna do it on Twitch. It's pretty cool. Um, cool. For the Patreon listeners, and I think our first actual session is Sunday. We did a zero session that's on YouTube, and if you like zero sessions, I'm proud of it, but most people don't, so I wouldn't watch it. Anyways, so let's get into uh, way more interesting things like uh, for the people came here for, like uh, X-Wing, right? And uh, let's talk about our loot, and I don't know if I should go first because... It was bad, or if we should save the worst for last, because um, I know Blair. I know you went to a tournament recently, right? Uh, yeah, I went to a couple actually. Oh, there you go. Give give me the rundown, please. Please even out my scales. Well, the first one was at Meeples, which is in West Seattle, and uh, uh, all the local guys here were kind of pegging that as kind of going to be the one. 
simply because that's where like Chris Norris and Andrew Bunn both play there as well as a couple other good players. So sure. People were kind of pegging that as the one to win. So, and you know, all the guys that play there fly mind link. So I just won those Starfighters in a sod. So I was going to fly mind link just to kind of troll everyone. Cause I've never flown it, but no one would, uh, let me borrow any cause they were all using theirs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had most of the components for the Minox special in my box. That's all I had. That's all the only thing I had with me. So I was like, well, I guess I'm flying this again. And uh, made top four. And then I played Chris in the top four. And it was on the stream. Is, and uh, Guys, is that like the most Blair story? Like, <laughs> I had this I had this piece of shit in my back, in my back pocket. And, well, I made top four. And uh, then this happened. Well, I was... I, I said last time, I've, I feel like it's a really, really good list. I really do. And and I didn't even feel like I played as well this time, but it's still like a lot of those components they can just carry. And I got some, I had some pretty decent dice, which then ran out on me in the final game. But like, like I said, I'd had good dice all tournaments. So it was, it was pretty funny. A couple of things that happened in the game actually. But so then uh, this last weekend, it was the Wet Coast GT Summit in Vancouver, BC, which has typically been the host of the regional, but obviously that wasn't going to happen this year. So basically what happened is they had two store championship kits from two different stores that had been given to them and that th- those stores just couldn't have it for whatever reason. So they initially were going to do a team tournament and do it over two days and have the winning team would get both the plaques. They'd just split it between the two of them, but we didn't have a very big turnout. So we decided we were just going to do a team tournament first day and then do an escalation tournament second day. And first day I played with my brother-in-law Corwin and we were kind of just throwing around lists. We had a couple that we liked, but really weren't sure. And then like Kalen, while we were just like, we were just like drinking the night before and he just like it's some he just like passingly mentioned like something about snap juke greens. Yeah. And, and then me and Corbin just looked at each other and we're like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it was It's happening. Yeah, it was two we each had two greens with auto thrusters, snap, and juke. And then he had Jess with Swarm Leader integrated, and then I had uh Blue Squadron Pathfinder with Opspec, Janors, and Battle. The U-Wing, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I have to ask this because you almost never hear that. The U-Wing, right? Yeah. Well, in 150 points, it's it's a whole lot better. Yeah. As is a lot of the components that we brought, like Snapshot and Opspec. So we just wanted something fat that wasn't going to die quickly for the Opspec, really. And also, we felt like Janors would be nice, too. And it was. So... Uh, first game, especially with Opspec. Yeah, especially with Opspec. And first game, we played a Crack Swarm, and we lost. We lost two ju- two greens on the opening salvo for nothing in return, and then came back to win. So that was pretty awesome. But then uh, next, the next game, uh, I just felt like we kind of got dice. We had a we had a six dice shot with Jess with two re rolls, no zero hits. <laughs> on the oh. eight on the eight dice and of course it was on backdraft who for was on like one life for the last like five turns so 
that felt like we got a little bit dice that game. And then the last game, we just ran into a tough matchup. It was Kalen. And so only went one and two, but had a lot of fun. And then did the escalation next uh, next day. And I just ran a bunch of Zs and Golds. And had fun doing that too. I made the finals. And then I had to play Jonas, who had a bunch of Gamma Squad vets. And it was it was close for a couple of turns. But then my reds started going a little bit cold. And he played really well. He had four Gammas with Deadeye, Guidance Ship, Proton, Torp, Cluster Missile, and then jo- and Extra Munition. And then Jonah, Captain Jonas with f- uh, System Officer, Squad Leader, and twin ion maybe something else so i really underestimated how devastating that was going to be because i second turn of shooting i got i got a nice block which started a conga line and everyone was ships bump except for jonas but jonas goes green and then squad leaders and all of a sudden two bombers have target locks again and he did a really good job of keeping jonas on greens in range one of his bombers so just kept yeah even after their K turn, he's still giving him target locks over and over and over again. So eventually he just whittled me down and he ended up winning the whole thing. So, and him and his buddy Sean uh, won the whole thing too for the team event. And Sean is almost brave on Vassal. I got to shout out to him because the list, he's basically been running my two lists the double blue, double Z stress hog, and then the two plasma torp golds and the four Zs. He was telling me he'd basically just been running that for the last couple of months. And so since I was there, they called their list. This is not the greatest squad in the world. This is just a tribute. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> it, it was a combination of the two lists because it was, it was 150 point lists, you know. So they took. So at least they took that with running my list. So that's but, funny. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. So you all right? So two things: one, running uh, what's running two separate like weird, <laughs> weird. That's kind of sad, but really uh, off-ball tournaments. How was running that? Uh, and you run you know a ton of hundred points. So dude, it was, was so fun. Like? like I look for any excuse. A lot like most people didn't go because of the cost, but I totally felt like it was worth it because they did awesome prize support and any excuse for me to do anything over a hundred point. It's just I, escalation, especially. I feel like it opens up so much because you're under 100 and then you're over 100. So it's like you have to be careful because the ships that excel with lower points struggle in the higher points. So if you bring them to win early, they're going to have a hard time in the later rounds. So and I just felt like there were so many things I was thinking of I could do. I just think it's such a great format. I really wish more stores would explore that. So, I I love the hundred point. I love competing, but man, it I really wish more people because I just thought it was an absolute blast. All right. So, uh, what sort of loot did you get? So I got the new shuttle, the Epsilon, a couple other smaller things, but then uh, Corwin won. What's the epic? The new scum epic. Sea Rock. Sea Rock. He won that. Rock. And so I'm gonna we're gonna work out some kind of trade with my LED Fang Fighters because I don't really uh, yeah, fly. You don't run scum. No, <laughs> you're a traitor. Yep. So, yeah, it was a fun time. So, uh, I I would be angry with myself if I didn't bring this up, and we know where this is going. Um, 
what did you think of Snap Jukes? <laughs> like I said, it was so it was very fun to fly. I have to say, the thing is, is we had in 150 points, they're a lot better because there was a lot more arcs for them. There's a lot less potential to be arc dodged, and then op spec in a 150 point game is bonkers. Like that's way too good in a 150 point game. So. Yeah, I ran it in Epic, and it was we ran two, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Anything the force multiplies just gets oh, stupid as soon God. as you go over 100 points. Yeah. God, it was awesome. <laughs> just, like, focus everywhere. Yep. So, there is that. Um, I don't... It's tough, because you were asking us about this before Worlds. is like, just do you bring auto thrusters or not? And you're basically, if you play like five games, you're bringing it for like one game, which is crazy to say because that's such an awesome card. But with Mm -hmm. the snap, you're always just trying to dive in there. So we like, we, I swear to God, in the three games, we probably used auto thrusters like three or four times in a 150 point game or games. So that's tough. But at the same time, yeah, we just talked about, you know, the dash, the TLT. It's like, what do you do? So. Yeah, you just lose. It yeah, hurts. It's you tough. Lose. So, but like I said, it's. If it wasn't for Mindlink Starfighters, I think they'd be a whole lot better. I think that's the one, the popularity of those really keep them from excelling. I think mm-hmm. if something potentially happens to those, to that, then it it would be a lot different. But that's where I'm at, at least in the 100-point game for Sam Duke Greens right now. So has anybody else been to any other tournaments, or do I have to get, do I have to get this over with? Uh, so I went to a second store championship. Uh, this was a Titan Games Champagne. So drove down there. Uh, it was a good turnout. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Rack Whisper again. Made it to top four. Had one super frustrating game. I had one loss in Swiss, which was super frustrating because much like the Snapjuke wings, it was a game where I shot quick draw like 13 times with Rack Whisper and he didn't die. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I just, I can't kill a Thai SF. So, and then the very next game I played another quick draw list and I killed quick draw and he had two shields remaining on him because he wouldn't stop rolling triple evades. So I started getting range one and using Kylo to slip crits under his, under his shield so that he couldn't shoot back. Uh, outside of that, then I uh, made it to top four, played Will. He was running um, uh, Double Fang, Manaroo, like a, uh, what, close to all the, the major lists that are out there that you see people running. And had a really tight engage on first turn where I meant to bump uh, Old T so he wouldn't get a shot on Rack as I kind of jammed Rack down his throat. And uh, I didn't. So I ended up right in front of all of them. And Rack, uh, Rack got lit up. Whisper did some damage. I think I killed old T and then I died. Like just one of those things where I, I missed the block and, or I missed the intentional bump and as such got killed. Uh, Will ended up winning the whole thing. So I uh, loot is whatever the top four is. I forget. Will the scum and villain yeah. d- villainy yeah. designated driver. Exactly. exactly. And, so we still, uh, still took it. We owe his life. Yeah. Ty- we're not <laughs> going to acknowledge that Tyler. Cause he went away from his self monikered title is best, best robot, robot player, player on the planet. Well, yeah. He's just, it's store championship is generally experimentation season for other people. And I would be experimenting except that I have this really cool painted rack whisper that I had to fly. So, you can uh, experiment which, with the best 
the best thing though i mean come I on now. well no that's that's not true so like he's he's been looking because there was a uh i forget the guy's name but we should throw it in the show notes there was a guy in eu that went seven and zero to store championship with uh, J- uh jasper hills uh I really good that. player um so that wasn't could, just was, any store championship either yeah that was a, a fairly big store championship. yeah really big one so he's been a robot player forever, much like Will, uh, much like Philip Booth. Like he's he's those guys from from EU, and he went yeah, he, for a he total world top, build. He, he made world's top thirty-two the same year that Phil and I and him we were like the three three main robot players at that tournament. I think so. I guess he's yeah. still been breaking it out. I thought actually that he was one of three robot players that actually did really well or won in store championships in the last few weeks. I'll have to go look that up in no, my yeah, store so, championship thread that I haven't kept up on, but they have <laughs> suddenly made a resurgence for some reason. Well, so Cuz they're good, right? He, well, they've they've been good <laughs> for forever, but I know Will had tried messing with this before and there just wasn't the cards out at the time, and so it's a total control robot build. So it's a uh, push the limit advanced sensors, auto thrusters, uh, ion cannons instead of the heavy lasers and the manglers and then ion bombs and rigged cargo chutes. So now you can very much ion bomb something or ion cannon something and then get the cargo chute on it. And now they're never unstressing and unioning. Like you just, yep. you sloop behind them and you're not missing four ion shots into them when they have no actions. And then, yeah, you just walk stuff off the board. Like I was watching the update of it because I was, I think I was playing that same weekend or I was doing something. So I was seeing, and I'm, I'm in a lot of the UK Facebook groups and he was posting like, oh, you know, I'm busting these guys back out. 1-0, 2-0, 3-0, and like he, he just he ran the whole thing. Like he had a couple of close that's games. So but awesome. like yeah, and it's such a different style of list that's not really out there right now. Like you don't see that full control list anymore, right? Like you see mm-hmm. some control, but like this is one hundred percent I'm only winning because I it doesn't do damage, right? Like it does two damage a turn. Like that's that's nothing. Yet if soon as you're behind all of the major ships uh, like I, I think he said he walked a, a Upsilon shuttle off the board with two back-to-back ion bombs. <laughs> like so, if you can ion bomb something like that and ion control something else, like pretty nuts. Interesting. So Will's been been messing around with control robots again as well. So did he That's feel cool. like it was the rigged cargo chute that just kind of pushed it over the edge recently? Uh, I haven't got to talk to uh, talk to him, but talking to Will, like that's the card, like that's that's the thing that he's mm. missing because he was trying to do it with ion cannons and flechette cannons before to get that same stress mechanic in there, and it's just not anywhere near as efficient as a one point rigged cargo shoot that you can walk them, you can double stress them, right? Like, and then they never unstress. Yeah, the advanced sensors really makes that cargo shoot dangerous on those yep. IGs. I'm gonna steal a line from the steal a line from the crates IGs, huh? A weapon for a more civilized age. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but no, and that's the other thing that they can do is because they have the advanced sensors, you can, well, regardless of that, you can still drop an ion bomb and a rigged cargo shoot in the same turn, which you can't yep. do with reveal bo- or with uh, uh, action bombs, right? Yep. And now they could advance sensor do that to you. Like, how awful would that be? Like, oh, I'm going to hide right behind them. Oh, they dropped the bomb. I'm going to go past anyway. Actually, you're not. You're stuck because you don't have actions and you're going to be on a debris cloud. Yep. That's so rough. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, what kind of loot did you get? I'll avoid it just for a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, I got the templates, so I have the three set of templates now, and I got store credit. I think maybe that sounds right. I think they just threw it on. So, like the cool thing is, uh, the three 
bigger cities in the central Illinois region all have a Titans games and they have all of their game stores linked. So if you know one of them doesn't have something, the other one does, but they also have store credit to all of them. So like if I win an event, I can get store credit and that will allow me to pay for any of the other events I want to go to at the other stores. So I often use X-Wing to fund my Guild Ball event entries that I then like lose horribly at. Okay, so I went to a store championship uh, recently at Mission Board Games in Mission, Kansas, and it was a good time. I know the owner, and he's a really nice guy. And there were a lot of good players there, like Doug Howe and Robert McCoven. McCohen, sorry, and plenty of good players. Uh, one of our Patreons, Michael Winnick. Anyways, so I went one and three, and it was terrible. And I, I just have to... I, I flew A-Wings again, right? And every time I go to a tournament, they do poorly. But every, And so I think to myself, fine, I'll play something else. And then I go to League Night, and I do like 300 zeros. And... Uh, it's I'm I'm in such like a funk with it. I don't know what to do because it's unquestionably the best list archetype that I'm. It's it's what I'm best at, right? But I keep not doing well. Anyways, what did you is lose that, to, Ricky? All right, so some of these games were really all of these games were really close, and that's the thing that that sucks about it the most. So I played Robert McCohen in the first uh, round. He had a backdraft. Soon-tier palp shuttle thing going on. Uh, then I lost a hundred zero to Doug Howe, so I got tabled by Doug Howe to Rebel Region, even though I kept setting up good kill boxes, but I just couldn't push damage through. Yeah. And then what did I win? I hundred zeroed somebody, like just absolutely took out all of my anger at once. <laughs> and uh, and then the next game I lost. Um, I think I lost uh, uh, by less than 40 MOV. I mean, the first game I lost was by 7 MOV. And then I lost another one by, I think, 40 or something. So it was terrible. Yeah. Um, even though I had really close games throughout. Like, I got tabled, and I think Doug and I are both a little ashamed of it. Um, so, like, neither of us was comfortable with what was going on. Because it was a really good game. Uh, anyways, so that happened. Uh, and then we, all, of course, have a get good on our uh, on our Facebook page. <laughs> Anyways, so that was hey, bad. But there is you just have to own it, Ricky. Like I'm having yeah. uh, I'm having Chris send me a uh, Nick Mock, who's the guy that tabled me two store championships ago. So he's sending me the templates directly, and then I'm going to sign them before I le- before I let him have them. Oh, that's cool. I'd do that. Um, that's Doug though. He like knows me. <laughs> yeah, this is Nick. Wor- I mean, this yeah, is I- this is worthless. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, I did get some loot, though. That's the cool thing about this, is that Mason runs a small store, so he'll buy all the tournament... He'd buy the tournament... Not the tournament kits, but the uh, season kits. And I don't think that he gave away all of the loot, so he was just handing out that stuff. And one of the nice... And one of the bad things about um, my recent X-Wing play before about a year ago was that I didn't have a store to go to, so I missed several seasons of stuff. And he was just handing me all the stuff I missed, and so that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, I didn't earn any of that, but I'm a pirate, so I never really do. So that's pretty cool. Uh, But other than that, guys, 
if it's not 3A Nora, what, it's gotta be A something. Like, help me. Help me. Like, I'm, I'm now back to rock, to, 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 to rock bottom again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if A is going to help you right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, we'll get into that because I have, I have ideas. Uh, and uh, we're going to get into some of the new stuff that's out, right? Um, the uh, Wave 11, I believe, dropped, like, officially today, right? Yes. As so, recording, it dropped. All of the ships are out, everything is spoiled, and we're going to go through each ship and we're going to talk about uh, what we like uh, about these ships. Uh, we're going to go through kind of semi-comprehensively what our, some of our favorite combos are. And I think we went through our salt levels last time, so I don't think we need to rehash that too bad, although I think you'll generally see a theme that that's something that people... Uh, are potentially salty about but let's kind of jump into it and uh, start so let's start with the Ozatech, the wookie gunship so this is out what do we think about this ship let me see if i can't pull up the stats real quick all right so three attack one agility six defense three shields uh, it's got they have the higher ps ones have the access to the ept and then two crew the reinforce action and focus. Uh, so, what do we think about this ship? Like, this caused a lot of Biggs-related anger. What is the combos that we really need to be on the lookout for? Well, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, let's start from the top. Then. Just Lorik with selflessness is okay. So let's talk about Lorik. Lorik uh, gives the ability to another friendly ship that, that that's defending, a.k.a. Biggs, uh, he can spend a reinforced token to give an evade result. Uh, I, I know that this is a silly question, but I still want you to tell me why anyways. Why is that bad, or why is that good for Biggs, or any rebel ship? It increases his durability. He basically yeah. has an extra hit point around. <laughs> what are you looking for here? I mean, that that's that's it, effectively, right? I mean, it's rebel regen for another ship. So the low, the combo is Lorik selflessness, which gives Lorik the ability to take damage for a round with the reinforce action. Basically, we've got a very sturdy set of two ships. What sort of thing do you run with that combo? The other one that I saw was you've got Captain Rex in there, and you've got Wolf Waro, who's the PS7, that you can get an extra die, attack die if you've got some damage on you. But you have him in there with Jin and Jan. Mm -hmm. So Jin can just dump focus tokens on on Biggs, and then Jan turns one of them to a, a evade result. And then you have... Uh, low Rick over there giving another evade result and pulling a massive hit off of him, and then you've got Rex reducing their attack dice. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, Rex is so good. Rex is essentially not a two attack ship. He's like a three attack ship. Pretty good for uh, what fourteen points. So good. So, all right, go ahead. I say basically it it boils down to some combination of Rex, Biggs, Low Rick, and plus one. 
And then you can, you're generally going to have selflessness and possibly draw their fire in there as well to just keep bigs alive for an obnoxiously long amount of time. Out, outside of that, you want to figure out how the list is actually going to do damage. Or the other option is to just try to never take da- like nobody dies and take them to final salvo and then win with your 11 plus dice. All right, so I'm going to give you FFG's counter to that, or my take on what their counter would be, even though I don't necessarily agree with it. Like, I'm as salty as anybody here, but the the counter is that these are all... Uh, specifically, the Ozituks have no K-turn, right? And so their dial is limited, and they can't make all of the maneuvers that they maybe they can't stay in arc. They certainly, like I said, they can't K turn. Uh, what do you what do you say to that counter? I think in general, if you had the choice between having a ship with a fixed firing arc and a K turn, or a ship that has a 180 degree arc, no K turn, but can still do 90 degree turns fine. I suspect without having done a lot of deep dive technical analysis, I suspect that you might actually be better off just with 180 degree arc. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're certainly pretty darn close because you can cover a lot of ground with that arc. Yeah. It's, you know, it's going to be modified too. That's the thing. You're going to yep. hard turn That's and you're still modified. If you K turn, yeah, you have arc, but uh, you know, you're rolling half of half the things you're rolling are actually useful. So I, I would like to sit down and do some deep dive analytics on this. It's kind of like the old Defender K-Turn thing. How much is that actually worth, right? Hard to tell because nothing else can do it. We actually have a little bit more data here because we've got things like the uh, the Trandoshan Slaver or Bosk. Uh, but this ship is actually better than that in the sense that it can turn tighter, which is a really big deal. Uh, you know, the slaver doesn't have a hard one, and it's on a big base. So anytime it's turning, it's at least a two, and really a three if it wants to be white. So that ship can cover a lot of area, but ends up having big dead zones next to it when it turns. Um, the Wookiee ship, not as much so, because it's so small. If you, you know, plot out the geometry, it has a much easier time keeping things in arc. So that's definitely... Uh, that's definitely an advantage for it there. So, I mean, I could be completely wrong on this, but I want to say that a K-turn and a 180 arc is about the same. Uh, The the only other thing I would pile on on this, and and then I'll let you go, Mark, is that I think it's definitely a synergistic type list. Like, if you don't want to take four of these things and just reinforce with them all, all at the same time, they're not exceptional in and of themselves, but it's the way that all the pieces work together, specifically because of the Biggs mechanic. The... There's a much easier counter argument to their statement. Oh, well, the dial isn't great, so you just fly around it. Which is, they said exactly the opposite about the Lambda shuttle back in the day. Where people were complaining that this ship is terrible because of the dial, and they came back, oh, just fly it better. You can't have it both ways. And we've definitely seen that the shuttle is a capable ship. Uh, we just lived through the whole Palp shuttle era where mm. the good players were using this as a combat ship. Uh, I think di- dismissing the concerns that this is an unkillable list with, oh, just fly better, is not a valid response. All right, so what do you do against this? What is the counter to this? Is this something that like you're going to see everywhere? What what's the counter? Like I don't 
I don't see it. Uh, also because all I can see is A-Wings and sadness. Well, I, I think the the best counter is got to be a whole bunch of Zs with feedback array. I, I don't believe you, but I want to believe you. <laughs> it's not a hit, so you can't pull it off with selflessness. It's oh. not an attack, so the fades don't matter. Just die. I mean, that's so not terrible. Except <laughs> I mean, it really is everything else. <laughs> I mean, you know what the worst part about a 7Z feedback swarm is? That you have to buy, what, like six or seven? Like, what's feedback come in? Uh, I Wasn't think it? that comes in most wanted, and you get yeah. two of them. So you've got to buy. Yeah, so you've got to buy those. four most wanteds. Yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you uh, borrow them. Your friends aren't using them. No, sure, that's not true. My friends do use them, if, unless they're dead man switch Cs. Then uh, I have a buddy who runs Seven uh, Z Man the Z Man Z uh, Dead Man Switch Swarm. Yes. Like that's his list. It is. That's so I love good. that guy. Uh, I, so I, I like that guy. And I've never even met him. So a couple of things that this list struggles with is if you can get around bigs via ordnance, which we'll talk more about later specifically, but there are certain lists that can put down multiple missiles into somebody. So like if you could just kill uh, the Wookiee out, out from under bigs, the list's survivability falls apart pretty hard. Assuming you have enough punch to back that up after the fact. Mass shots works really good against Biggs. Sure, he's got the selflessness. Sir, you've got draw their fire possibly, and he'll have an evade, possibly a bunch of uh, of uh, focus tokens and whatnot. But the, that is a limited resource that will run out. So things that put a bunch of shots down, like a crack swarm or multiple TLTs, that kind of thing. What about four TLTs? How do you yeah, think quad, that stacks quad, up against yeah, this? Quad TLT rips it apart. Like Biggs dies in the first turn, and the TLTs run, and they have they deal damage, whereas the rest of that list is super defensive and doesn't deal damage, or one of the ships will deal damage, kind of a deal. I mean, it is a three attack ship, though, isn't it? What is the Wookiee gunship? Yeah, the Wookiee yeah, gunship. But it's, I mean, it's it a, is it's firing a, three dice. Yeah, yeah, but it's firing three naked dice because he's reinforcing the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I follow you. Right, so Unless I mean, it's, you're up against TLT. Well, but you're still going to reinforce for Biggs, right? Because you want that chance to for him not to take one of those damage. Yeah, but and then you would dead. definitely that you would definitely reinforce because that's just an evade against each TLT, right? Like uh, that means they actually have to roll hits against you. I don't know. I don't. Um, I mean, maybe. Well, so and, yeah, because then you've also got the Rex TLT, right? Like that's that's actually like has a substantial chance of not hitting you. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not, I'm not sure. But the other big thing that works really well against, so like kind of like uh, Mark was saying, with things that ignore you or you know, cause damage without actually uh, shooting at you, uh, bombs. Bombs do a really great job, and there was a whole Spoiler expansion. Spoiler for the episode. Yeah. Bomb, <laughs> bombs are really good. So that is, uh, that's, that's the other thing that, it's, that I feel like the list will struggle with. So I don't know which one we want to get into because both of those, uh, the new, the other expansions, kind of jump into those two cards. Uh, what's all, like because it's uh, next? Let's let's go ahead, Mark. Sorry, actually, I, before we go on, I wanted to talk about one of the other cards that comes in this set that we haven't okay. talked about yet, which okay. is Breach Specialist. Okay. Um, when you're dealt a face-up damage card, you can spend one of your reinforced tokens to flip it face down, as well as all of the other damage cards you were dealt that round. 
Uh, currently in standard, it's only useful on the Ossetok, because it's the only thing they can reinforce. Uh, mm-hmm. But really good in epic. Oh, uh, stupid good in epic. And it doesn't matter if they're attacking you in the reinforced arc or not. So if you reinforce the front and they surprise you and they're all behind you, you can spend that reinforced token to make yourself immune to crits for that round. That's not bad. Uh, no, it's and if you haven't played Epic before or you're not familiar with the uh, the Epic ships that are like the bigger cruisers and whatnot, their crits are so much worse oh, than yes. Noble X Wing crits. Like, holy crap, are they bad? It's like throw away all your crew, deal damage to the other section, stuff explodes, everything's bad. Just stop playing yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Think about what you did. That's the crit. Yeah. I have to do it. <laughs> That's what it says on the card. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think three so, specials will be really fun and epic. Yeah, it's it's not something you're going to see in the standard a lot, but it's something to consider if you're running into lists that are constantly crit-focused. Uh, I'll still take this opportunity to lobby for FFG to do some sort of a semi-casual tournament uh, prize support for Epic, because we have yet to get any prize support for Epic, I don't think. That would be kind that, of... No, no, that's not true. Team Epic had uh, had stuff for... Oh, at Worlds, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, but I mean so in general. All, all like an, an extra kit. An extra oh, kit they could oh. throw in there. You mean like a store kit kind of a thing? Yeah, like another store kit. So okay. well, I, The I bad thing about that is that I thought that was called the Armada Kit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My wallet can't repel firepower and plastic of that magnitude. All right. So so the real question is, with everybody here, Blair, are you going to run the Wookiee gunship? I'll probably run it. Well, if I buy it, I guess I'll run it. (laughs) But uh, I'm not going to do that. the list that we've been talking about. Fair Ship Rebel 2. That's not really your... It's Fair Ship Rebel 2. That's not really your style of Rebel 2. No, it's not really my wheelhouse. I don't know. I think I definitely think it's going to be annoying. I don't think it's going to be as bad as something like Dangaroo. Uh, I think when you have a list like that that's really predicated on everyone staying close and all this action synergy, I think it sounds really nice on paper, but when you set it down, like, because just saying, like, if you get blocked, like, if you have a PS1 that can go first, even that is going to start to cause issues, because if you get into the jumble... Now there's mm-hmm. going to be a spot where you either have to sort of overshoot and maybe one of your ships can't go fast enough to get past the jumble or you have to turn all away from it while your opponent caterns all his ships and has you in arc now. So I think it's it's definitely going to be super annoying. I don't think it's going to be like S tier, but I can understand <laughs> the salt. I, really, I do... I go back and forth on bigs, but I can see, I can predict this is going to be pretty frustrating. I can see that coming. So my my frustration with this style of list is uh, being someone that like I, I like playing either multi low low attack ships or too big. Uh, Go like over current, what that is for the listeners. Fair, fair ship, yeah, Fair Ship Rebel 2 is is the, just kind of the generic name for the Wookiee gunship Biggs Rex plus one. 
there's like like I said before, there's a lot of, of uh, variability. You see Jess, you see another Wookiee gunship. Um, you'll generally see some kind of offensive fire out of it. So my current problem is that is a list that's low offensive, low number of shots out of offensive lists. So rack whisper, uh, really rack anybody. Uh, when you're when you only shoot one or two times a turn, like dash, for example, like super dash with a heavy laser cannon, like just not going to do damage to that list. They're never killing yeah. bigs, I, and that you're just punting to that list. And before general lists like that that were really hard to deal damage, they didn't have a lot of red dice in them. They might have accurate red dice, but they didn't have a lot. So worst case, if you ran, you'd take it to final salvo. Now, if you take it to final salvo, that list has eleven dice. Mm-hmm. most sniper lists have six seven dice in them that kind of thing so they they have two outs you're a not going to kill them so they might damage you over time they might get their mov but worst case hey we take it to final salvo and then i should crush you in final salvo yeah my general rule is anything that can adds more to the rock paper scissors that is already pretty big i'm not a fan of and i think that's kind of what this is but we'll see that's that's my frustration with it is i feel like if i want to put rack whisper on the table i don't see me killing bigs with rack in any reasonable amount of time Mm -hmm. yeah and then like and and then rack dies like they'll eventually get shots we were you were kind of talking about earlier you're questioning the the fact that the wiki to gunship doesn't have a a k turn like it's very easy to 4k the ships that can 4k and have the Wookiee two turn and then two turn the following turn and he's basically back in formation. But I'm just saying like if you can if you get into a spot where you can't do the same move with because you have to do all four of those ships have to do the same move right or else that well, formation is roughly they have to stay with they kind of but like they have to stay within range one of each other yeah. and what that is of, can of be bigs. a lot of things not right? each yeah, other bigs. just bigs. Yeah, so that can be a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other thing to think about there too is they uh they have open dials. They're not doing anything that's crazy. They're not like none of their moves are, are red really for the whole group of them. So you have those four forwards, those three banks. Like that's you know that that's that's all very much there. So Yeah, but I would still in a lot of I'd still rather play that in a lot of situations than a freaking jump master which has every move and can do a large base barrel roll on top of it. Like I know, I know where this thing is going. So I at least am going to be able to get my shots and plan ahead. Your shots aren't going to do anything, but you will get to roll some dice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's go ahead and move on, Riggy. Yeah. All right. So let's jump into the aggressor. Uh, The aggressor sort of brought the twin laser turret, a awesome. They brought the Wave Seven tech that the Imperials needed in Wave Eleven. Uh, the uh, the aggressor is a two attack dice ship with two agility, four hull, one shield. The big thing is it has a turret slot as well as two missile slots, and that can do some things. Focus target lock barrel roll. Uh, so let's talk about the aggressor. I mean, seventeen points, very cheap. Let's talk about the aggressor. Obviously, it uh, the biggest and first comparison you make is the 
Thug Life list compared to... Is there a Imperial version of that yet? Yeah, it's uh, what the, is police. It? the police. The police? Okay, cool. Yeah, th- the police chasing, th- chasing Thug Life. All right, so how Wait. does this compare to... Okay, Hold go on. Ahead. The police, is that referencing the organization or the band? I assume the organization, but I did chasing- not name it that, so... But yes. Well, if they're going against protocol, they could be playing music through their comms as they're chasing True. the thugs. Right. Maybe that's psychological warfare. I wouldn't put that above the Empire. In fact, that sounds like a great idea. Guys, get on that. Yep. Uh, so, how does this? How does that four four signer specialist list compare to the four thug TLT lists? It is almost the exact same thing from a math perspective. Almost. It's it's not exactly. So this is obviously the pilot skill two variant for 17 points and you get TLT on it and then you put lightweight frame. So I haven't done a a really, really detailed breakdown of that. I just said count it like it's got a third agility die because unless you're getting shot at by jump master, it's three agility, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you're getting shot at by jump master at range one, it's still three agility. So it turns out that it's it's almost exactly dead even the same as a, uh, a TLT Y-Wing. And guess what? That's 25 points with unhinged that gets you almost the same exact maneuverability. There's a little bit of differences there, personally. Yeah, I yeah, think that the, the barrel roll wins out. Yeah. I think the barrel yeah, roll is better than the green yeah. uh, green hards and green banks on the on the thug. Oh. Uh, but just remember that the the durability of the ship actually should be a little, just a little bit better. Like it's gotten a slightly better overall jousting value, but it's it's like within a point. It's not that different. But the variance is going to be a lot higher. And the designers actually reference this in the uh, the design log that they kind of came out with today with the wave being released where they said that it's a fragile ship which is kind of true and kind of not true it's fragile from the sense that it's got three less hit points overall than a y-wing but its durability is actually just a little bit higher um but you're usually going to be burning your focus on defense because it's got so many dice that you're going to be rolling if it's getting attacked because you got three dice on defense and then it it's probably going to use it at some point on offense so they're very action efficient uh or or rather action starved i should say um, you know, if there was a way that you could throw in, not, I guess not an operation specialist, because TLTs generally don't miss both attacks, but some way to get them more actions, and that could be helpful. I don't know if it works out well at 100 points, but, um, there's a lot more variance with these guys, so I could expect to see some table play where you're rage quitting one game and then, you know, stomp a guy the next game, but, but the main thing is the barrel roll, because the Y-Wings, they do their move and they're done. Uh, so, you do so a lot more So we generally adjustment. know how good these ships are rebels have them scum has them and now imperials have them is there any sort of obvious combos for one two or three of these with any specific ship i mean it seems it doesn't seem to necessarily be adding much or um, what am i missing here uh nothing (laughs) yeah uh sorry um I mean, it's just so it's it's a TLT carrier that can come in around the 25-point mark in the generic. You, the aces are okay. Well, one of the aces is okay. Oh, yeah, uh, should we talk Castle's about... <coughs> is Ka- Kestel. It, how we, good is Kestel? Is the, Kestel actually good or not? No. I mean, it, no. Kestel's fine. Kestel just solves a problem that doesn't exist in the game anymore because it was designed two waves out. So, two oh, waves ago... Oh, you can hunt Finn, that's about it. Ish. 
If he doesn't well, die first. Right, if Fen just doesn't go, <laughs> hey, I'm going to go kill you. Like, uh, back, back in the day of having auto-thrusters, palp, evade token, Sunter that you could never hit, being able to spend a focus to get rid of all of his blank-and-focus dice before he couldn't do that would have been awesome and would have been really powerful. That's not a thing anymore, so it's not really a problem. Actually, here's a really good question that still is relevant. If you, let's say that scenario exists because it's all still legal, right? Sure. And let's say that you call Palp as the defender for Sutir and you call an evade. That takes effect before the defender modifies the dice. Yeah, so the Palp evade would still be okay, but then everything else. Minor Palp buff. Very minor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's that actually comes through multiple times. Uh, you can't juke that evade either, because you can't mo- you can't touch the evade that Palp, you can't touch the die that Palp puts down. So if Pal, if you for whatever reason called a hit instead of a crit, you couldn't sensor jammer that. Like so, all of those kinds of things. Just you don't, whatever die Palp touches, that die is done. You can't touch it anymore. Sensor jammer totally needed that nerf. Yeah, right. Well, but so interestingly enough, you can't like, and I did this, and I it almost cost me a hit point on Whisper just because I was being dumb. I was like, oh, I'll Palp a focus because I had a focus token to spend, but you can't spend the focus token because you can't modify that die anymore. <laughs> so don't don't do that, Hollownet. Don't do that. That's funny. Um, so what's? I, I, go ahead, Mark. I, I just wanted to say I I had a player that would have destroyed a ship around earlier if he had done a a hit instead of a crit because I had the solid Shaster mech on it. So sure. he he went crit and I pitched it. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, there are reasons to to palp hits. Absolutely. Like no, I wasn't saying you would never do that, but just in that corner case. Don't do it thing. in a focus. <laughs> well, you don't do it into a, a sensor. Or well, yeah. But so. Um. So, is there any combos? Is it just four of them? Like, I can't. Nothing calls to mind for me. I'm not necessarily Houdini or the. I, I am looking at a list in my local Facebook group, but I feel like we need to wait until we get to uh, the missiles later. Because it okay, plays into okay. that. It's just let's, it's just twenty five points in an imperial list where there's Vader and Quick Draw. All right, sure. so Vader, okay. Quick Draw, and a twenty five point police car. All right, Go so talk about it. Yeah, yeah. The let's let's talk about the missile. I mean, we we all know where this is coming here. Yeah, cruise missile. Woo. Where so, FFG? Where FFG decided that hey guys, we want Alpha Strike to be one of the archetypes in this meta. And we don't think it was really well done enough, considering the last 18 months we've played with Jumpmasters that freaking Alpha Strike. That wasn't good enough. Oh no, we need to we need to do that again. So walk walk me through what cruise missiles actually do, what they actually do, and how much uh, they they cost. They're terribly named because <laughs> they're not a cruise missile in any way. They're. For the the missile is range two to three. What would you have called it, Tyler? I not anything. There's nothing. Uh, in, uh, it's a mass driver, I guess. Yeah, the kinetic energy <laughs> like missile. Kinetic energy, <laughs> right? Like there's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it's a it's a range two to three missile that has one attack. A slingshot missile. Yes, yeah, it has one attack, but you get to add the speed of your uh, most recent maneuver 
to the number of attack dice, cap five. So if you do a four forward or a 4k turn, you could roll up to five dice with this missile. You need a target lock to fire this missile, but you get to keep the target lock on the attack roll, much like homing missile. Mm-hmm. So it is, a, it is a very like dice spiky heavy missile, which is really cool. Like you can you run really fast up towards somebody and you smack them in the face with a bunch of dice that get mods with guidance chips and target locks and all that kind of nonsense. But you are getting into that 3D chess match of now you're really telegraphing what you want to do. I want to go fast so that my missile does more damage. The reason I say it's not a cruise missile is like cruise, cruise missiles don't need the what missile submarine to be moving when they get shot like yeah they they got this thing called a rocket yeah (laughs) that's why uh nuclear submarines go like (laughs) full out miles an hour before we launch them but yeah so that's 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 why i say like the the naming of it is is ridiculous (laughs) yeah like we gotta make sure this thing gets an extra 40 (laughs) yeah uh sure so that, that part of it, like, I get it from a design perspective of, like, okay, this is cool because it puts a very, it's kind of like the X7 title where it makes the ship fly in a very specific manner to if they want to have the benefits. So if I have cruise missiles on ships that you see across from you, you know that they want to control range at range two to three, preferably three, and they need to go fast while doing that. So you as an opponent have a lot of counterplay there. Counterplay is a very good thing for any competitive game because now you have decisions that you can make. Mm-hmm. But you That's can great. drop down to a three and it's sure. the same thing as a homing missile at that point. You don't have to spend the target lock. You're still rolling four dice. You can still guidance chips on top of this. The only difference is that the defender would be allowed to spend an evade, which isn't, I mean, I guess if it's the only yeah, missile you're getting Yeah, but it's also a point cheaper though, isn't well, it? Two, two points, two points cheaper. cheaper. Yeah, two, two points missile cheaper. Missile is five and this is three. Yeah, this is so you can do a three turn, you can do a three bank, and you can get a four dice attack off. That can, you can I do mean, a that may three be the way that you actually end up. Yep. Yep. Or a sloop, a three sloop, yeah, three sloop. with yeah. primed thrusters that I managed to pull off the dream yeah. uh, in a vassal uh, match. Yeah. So, so Tyler and I, we were talking in in chat about this. We're like, what what list can we come up with? And we both kind of independently came up with the list of uh, Vader, Quickdraw, and Inquisitor. And it basically has to be the same exact list for both of them because you have ninety eight points. And sure. then for the last two points, it's either adaptability on both and uh, is it primed thrusters uh, or Pattern analyzer, sorry, pattern analyzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or you can VI them both, right? So benefits trade-offs one way. So I tried it with the pattern analyzer, and Quick Draw didn't get his missiles off on the first attack because he went in fast with a four and ended up in range mm-hmm. one. But then the next round, he was able to three sloop. He pattern analyzed her, so he got the focus. He already had the target lock, and he said, yeah, that's fine. I've got four dice target lock and focus with guidance chips. It's all good. So it wasn't five dice, but, you know, that's still pretty good. But, but hey, four dice is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> why didn't after slooping fully modified. Yeah, yeah. What did you yep. say, Mark? Well, why didn't you 4K? Because <laughs> it doesn't they don't, have they one. They don't have a 4K. Not important. <laughs> no, yeah, not important. I 4K would have been godly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is this is just one of those other. We, we've we've made sure Alpha Strike is heavily in the meta. There will be a lot of lists that are going to run this missile. Uh, it's a very powerful missile because it frees up points for other things. I so like already, so, Andrew. What's that? Yeah, yeah well, Andrew. Th- yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the three points is the only thing I really don't like about it. I feel like it's just a little too cheap. Even at least four points yep. 
It has to be at least four points if homing's going to be five. Uh, so my so one of the things this basically allows is everyone was already looking at the Scrug, the the elite pilot talent PS3 Scrug, and going, oh hey, this is just like Jumpmasters were 18 months ago. Like they're going to throw Dead Eye on it. They're going to throw a pair of uh, or they're going to throw a missile of choice and then add extra munitions, right? Originally, it was going to be homing missiles. Now I can just get a cruise missile that does the is better if we can pull off the four speed maneuver against anybody that doesn't have the evade action and is the same against someone that has the evade action, right? And the in case anybody does doesn't see the synergy there with Deadeye, you can focus so that way you don't have to be your low pilot skill. You're not struggling to get the target locks, but you do get to save the focus just like you don't have to spend the target lock to shoot the and, missile. So and just like when I thought I was going to be done with something. Here I am again. Dead eye A wings, man. Dead eye A wings. Right? Yep. You can hey, do you get five of them with guidance yeah. chips. Yeah. That's up. Uh, um, uh, no, you can't. Yeah, you well, can't, okay. you can't get the refit. Yeah, so it'd be. Well, there's 17 w- points base for. Uh, oh, we're talking PS1 if you want five. Yeah, and they don't. Yeah, if you yeah, want yeah, greens, then, it's then a little you, more. Yeah. yeah. Then you, well, you can't have yeah, dead eye. Yeah, because you want greens. Yeah, you want dead eye. Never mind. Dead eye, like with adaptability or some other shenanigan, like crack shot or just yeah. something stupid. And the problem with these on A wings is they cost five points. Right. Yeah. Still good though. Uh. <laughs> they're they're okay. So, they're okay. So so they're still best on like skurgs and stuff. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of platforms that they come out on. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna see them. I, I feel like you're going to see them in two major places, which are going to be Skurgs, uh, and not necessarily Triple. It might not be as bad as U-Boats used to be, but they'll they'll probably be out there. Uh, anything that can re- survive and have scavenger trains, so Dengar, I, Nidru, like if he gets ignored, like yeah, for two points you can throw a scav crane on there, and now I can throw m- big dice attacks multiple times a turn. As I kill stuff off, that's really good because uh, it's basically like I could take a homing missile or I could take cruise missile and scav crane and get it back, right? <laughs> so that'll be pretty powerful. And then I think there, well, I don't think there will be um, a number of high pilot skill Empire aces that don't rely on dead eye, so they're going to just shoot you off the map at a higher pilot skill. Uh, so, so the dead eye, the dead eye is the most interesting one from. Uh... <laughs> it's most interesting in the sense that it probably will be the least competitive, knock on wood. Um, but the quick math on that one is if you roll up with five dice and just roll five dice and you have focus and then you have guidance chips, you do have a 63% chance of getting five hits. Yeah, it's, like, it's, you it's have, over four hit average, which is yeah, great. Yeah, and you have a f- 89.6% chance of getting at least four hits. So the issue with these things is obviously going to be actually getting the missiles off. I mean, this is kind of like Captain Obvious statement. So it's either low pilot skill, dead eye, low pilot skill, late action target lock somehow, like more uh, PS9 Ahsoka Tai shenanigans or something. Because mm-hmm. now she can do that in the combat phase and give you're anyone speaking. a cruise missile. All right. um, so, so, Ricky, well, I'm giving you ideas. <laughs> no, man. No, I'm already there. All right. Fine. All right. So... Guys, I'm back. I'm on. I'm on that snapshot again. Um, <laughs> three A wings with cruise missile, snapshot, dead eye, and then Ahsoka with captured tie, VI, op spec, and EMP. You're That's it. 
trouble is going to getting the target locks. You get one. You don't need target locks. They got dead. They got okay, dead eye. Yeah. They just come in, focus. You either arrange two or three and eaten five dice, or you arrange one, eaten snapshot. And she can pass her focus to give a target lock action to one of them to be target yep. lock and focus mm-hmm. to get the holy mm-hmm. hand grenade shot off. I can get those. I can get those focus off uh, with the uh, spec too if I'm missing. So I can do some shenanigans. So the other one that we we talked about, uh, Dom, who's just currently hiding from the podcast, had brought up was there's the kind of PS race on like who's going to pilot skill who with cruise missiles, right? So. Empire quickly went like we can do nine, but like we've got we've got really good nines. Wait, we could do better. We could do tens. We could adapt. Ah, hold on, we we can go eleven. We have PS nine aces that can take VI and they can still shoot their missiles very very effectively, like Invader and Quick Draw. And that, and then, that uh, is the summary of my my two and a half hours of vassal play right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> so I tried so, uh, the adaptability version and realized, <laughs> wait, I'm setting up at nine. Crap, I'm setting up first against yep. a nine or a ten, even though I have adaptability, it doesn't trigger yet. And everything about these cruise missiles is I want to set up after you so I can be I, I can control the range better. It's not going to be the rule of eleven straight up against each other. It's going to be angles or a little bit of separation yeah. or something, but you really want to set up second. So Fair I'm a little awesome. afraid that this is going to push push the elevens out there, especially oh, with no. them showing up at ten everywhere. So, yep. so you slap them on, on you slap them on Han with VI. No. Rebels went, hold my beer, we can go 12. (laughs) (laughs) So now you do uh, green squadrons with Swarm Leader and Deadeye and Cruise Missiles and Rourke with a TLT. So now they all fire at PS12 because now you have three Cruise Missiles and a TLT hitting you at PS12. Oh, Swarm Tactics. Tactics, sorry. I've been doing that all, like... I was going to say, Swarm, Swarm Tactics. Leader is a different... It's different card, yes. Not <laughs> useful in conjunction with Cruise Missile, because it's primary weapon only. Right. But yeah, so now Swarm Tactics chain everyone to PS12, because Rebels went, no, we, we got this fam. Like, we, we can go higher. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually going to be a competitive list in any way, because then you just have, like, three green squadrons that have basically dead EPTs. But, you know, hey, they, they could kill some stuff really hard at PS12. Yeah, the only thing that worries is just we've talked about this a lot, but just the constant escalation of offense. Like, yeah, just the five dice with full mods. It's just like everywhere nowadays. It's full mods and guidance chips. Uh, The chances of you getting five hits with target lock and focus and guidance chips on five dice, it's over 96%. You're going to get five hits. So now that's just what uh, worries me. Yeah, for sure. And like you said earlier about the uh, um, rock, paper, scissors nature of the game kind of a thing. This is one of those frustrating things where Deadeye is going to struggle against super bigs because those cruise missiles or homing missiles, for that matter, if you want to use homing missiles instead on the Scruggs, like it was originally originally thought about, aren't going to kill bigs. You're you're not going to kill him with three of them. He's going to live through it. But... If you have three cruise missile empire, they can just straight up kill Jess or kill the Wookiee out from yep. under Big's protection. So then it's kind of like, well, I auto win this, but you auto win that, and this guy over here auto wins these things. So I don't know uh, how so I feel about that. So tell me about this uh, this scavenger crane Nadru because that sounds awesome. <laughs> In some regards, like what do you fly in that way? Seventy five points of fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
Andrew is not one of those lists that you say, oh, I need to make sure these other 75 points gel with Andrew. No, Andrew himself is the cruise missile. You send him off, he explodes, then you have 75 points left. Whatever that is. (laughs) And you hope that your opponent has 60-ish left. Right. And if he happens to scav train his, his victim, hey, he gets to do it twice. He's never been able to do that before. That is pretty awesome. So my my take on Drew there, and uh, I think we talked about this briefly before, is just go glitter stim. Yeah. So pile of still okay. nine because you need to get the missile off. You need to control this engagement. I mean, it's going to be plain as day the turn before because you're you know you have to do a four anyway. But at least there's a little bit of latency there, and you may be able to set it up. So you go nine. You roll in, you get your target lock, and then in the combat, you glitter stim, so now you've got five fully modified dice. Oh no, wait, it's six, because there's nobody else nearby. And uh, so what are the odds of getting six hits on on six dice with target lock, focus, and guidance chips? Well, it turns out, if you can roll a d20 and get anything other than a one, you've got it. Those are literally the odds. It's a 95% chance. So no is the answer. You can't get it. (laughs) You can't get Um, (laughs) six. Yeah, right. Because you're always rolling a one. Uh, I would would argue in that just based purely on me looking at the meta and going, God damn it, that you go lone wolf just for the defense. Because at nine, you're not like you're going to shoot before all the PS3s and fours anyway at seven. And you're going to get shot off the map by all the PS10s and 11s. But Miranda. I mean, who's going to drop a bomb on you in the pilot phase and you still die? (laughs) (sighs) Uh, I'm going to step in for Dom here real quick since he's not here. And just, he is basically, since the beginning of X-Wing, is basically, because everyone's been clamoring for munitions to be a thing ever since the start. And he's always been the one to say, like, don't, you, not a good idea. Like, (laughs) stay away don't and we're getting to the point now i mean i don't know how guidance chip was a zero point upgrade like seriously uh, and when they when they nerfed deadeye and alex made the point that it was just it created an insurmountable alpha strike that rebels couldn't come back from like this is like gonna be this is gonna be the same thing over again i feel like like two a wings could can kill a b wing before it fires like how are you supposed Re- to come like back reasonably that? reasonably kill a b-wing before it yeah fires. not like oh it might happen no no no. Like, yeah that's probably dead it's usually gonna happen so uh, i just hate to see this offensive escalation and like dom said it's like when when you just roll up and just blow something off the board like re- pretty easily and reliably like there's just you know there's not a whole lot of skill in that and it just takes oh you blew up a third of my list well, I probably lose. Good game. You just like Alex even said it. You just can't, you can't come back from it. So I really I don't like to see this. I have to say we'll, we'll see what happens, but I I'm gonna have to go with Dom. I don't I don't think it's a good idea. All right, so I I, I, I got to bring this go back ahead. to the 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 list that 
inspired this uh, discussion or the segue into this discussion. So I said that I was looking at a list in my local uh, Thursday night X-Wing group. And so I'll give proper citation here. This is from uh, Corey Frazier. And the idea here, it looks like, is quick draw, Vader, and assign our specialists. So 25 points of filler there. And the problem with quick draw in general with homing missiles, uh, cruise missiles rather, is that he gets the target lock and now he's not focused. So the solution here is you, you use expertise with him, which is a really good upgrade on him anyway. So you get expertise on quick draw and, and then cruise missiles, fire control system, lightweight frame, special ops. Darth Vader's problem is that he doesn't have enough actions with only two. This is actually can be a true statement because if he moves in, he wants to be able to target lock and focus and you're done. Uh, but sometimes maybe he wants to barrel roll or something. So intensity for two points allows him to barrel roll just to get that little extra bit of range if he needs it. And then he still gets a focus and now he can target lock. So the full list looks like a couple of PS9s with very good uh, full mod cruise missiles that are reasonably easy to get off. Vader can get them off easier. And then you get a pretty good TLT that actually does also decent chip away damage if you don't do anything about it. So um, I think that's a solid list. I think I think the list that Starslinger and I both kind of came up with is also a solid archetype. This like this two plus one type archetype in general, you know, of uh, maybe Vader, Quick Draw, and then something else, or maybe maybe not even Vader. Maybe there's going to be another platform that this works with. I can't think of any that are really obvious offhand. Oh, uh, VI Backdraft can can get up there too. Yeah. And he, what he about what about well. something like uh, Rexler? Like they have missiles, don't they? So there's been talk of TIE D defenders with like tractor beams and then cruise missiles. You run into being an OG defender player. Like I I've played a a very large number of defender games before the titles were ever a thing. Like heavy laser cannon defenders. You get into these expensive ships that in a seven to nine to ten rounds or like nine plus elimination round uh, tournaments, you have those games where your greens crap out and they straight die. Like that's, that's your problem. So if you can leverage something like cruise missile to kill stuff before that variance can really take effect because they do have, you know, there's three shields. Hey, we might be there. Like we might be onto something. Because you throw chips on them too. It's not like they need their mod slot. Right. So you could easily have, uh, uh, Merrick Steel with a cruise missile and chips and throw throw the uh, tractor beam on there as well oh. or after the missile's gone. And that crit is landing and then you get to choose right. what it and is. And you're choosing what it is. Yeah, oh, absolutely. that's brilliant. That's that's not a terror because that's a BI'd at nine. Forty one yep, okay. uh that's a forty one, forty two point ship. Like that's not a super amount of like that's not terrible in points. You can fit two other ships in there pretty easily. They're just not going to be uh, beefy cruise missile ships. Like that's the issue. Hmm. So we haven't even gotten to uh, the bomber yet, and I feel like we need to cover it because uh, we have to have a talk about bomblets and bombs and uh, all of that. So let's jump into the. <laughs> the Skurg, the Skurg uh, bomber. It is three attack. It's a turret, right? I'm just trying to re- remember this. It, it has a, a it, it, well, no, no, no. It has a turret option. Like it's, it's not a primary. primary no, it's not a primary weapon turret. It has a turret slot. I'm looking at the icon wrong. Then one agility, five hole, five shields for 24 points. A jillion D upgrades, uh, but particularly <laughs> uh, a turret. A torpedo, a missile, a crew, and two 
bombs and it has focus target lock and barrel roll because why not have barrel roll too um so that's pretty cheap and it's pretty good so let's kind of talk about the the bomber by itself stats alone um pilots and just the ship is anything outrageously broken here or uh i mean not even like new cards like what's what about this is super good or what are you excited to see seems really efficient blair what do you think yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can almost see the power creep like lurching out of the screen at you it's like two more points than a b-wing you get two more hole a a way better dial and a bunch more upgrades Granted, you lose the PS, but pfft, that, that's fine for all the stuff you get. I mean, come on. So, I mean, this is roughly equivalent to a Red Squadron pilot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I have this as being uh, slightly higher jousting efficiency than a B-Wing, if you don't consider the fact that it's PS1. Uh, depending on the meta that you're in, that may or may not be reasonable. The assumption that I used was like, uh, there's every, the pilot skill is an equal distribution, which is not really the case. You don't really see PS2s everywhere. So PS1 versus PS2 probably doesn't matter unless you're playing against Blair, in which case you're going to lose anyway. So, you know, it's fine. Um, so yeah, it's a very solid ship, and it has things that it can fall back on. So obviously nobody's taking a lot of PS2 B-Wings to tournaments and winning with them, but if you could take a PS2 B-Wing that had other stuff on it, like bombs or something, and it could make up that point difference, then you could be you could be talking. But I'm more excited about the named pilot. I, I keep seeing the Nim everywhere on Vassal. All right, so Rebel or, or Scum? Yes. Okay. Both, both, for sure. All right, so let's talk about Scum first, uh, because that's the one we should talk about, because it's the good guys. Um, he's got the ability to ignore friendly bombs, and uh, if a friendly ship is defending, the attacker measures range through a friendly bomb token. The defender may add a uh, evade result. So you, so is that you can effectively use uh, bombs to get grant evades, or how does that work? Yeah, so it has, it has, well, it's no, so it's it's action dropping, it's action mines that stay on the field of play, right? So you okay. throw a cluster mine in front of you. Now, if someone is shooting you through the cluster mine, it's not, um, what's the word? It's not a, obstruction. It's it's not an obstruction. So if they're shooting you through the cluster mine, you just add an evade result. You Still, can, that's good. Well, no, no, no that's good because <laughs> that's you like could, better. Right? Well, no, it, it's it's in addition to. So you could be obstructed through an asteroid and the mine and get both. You'd get the extra agility die and the evade result. I saw the dream on Vassal recently where a Skurg who was agility one was rolling three dice and adding an evade. That's so good. It happened. Uh, that's that's fun. So that's that's a pretty cool ability. Uh, the ignoring friendly bombs is really cool in the sense that you can do really obscene things like throw an auto blaster turret on Nim and bomblet generator, and then just run headlong first into people and self bump and drop bombs, and you just ignore the damage that's flashing off because you don't really care. But anybody that flies past you is taking damage and your auto blaster. At pilot skill ten with genius, yeah. so you can oh, drop no, 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 either no, no, before no. or you, after, uh, right. Your PS9 or your PS8 because you want to be mind link, so someone else gives you a focus. Ah, uh, whatever. 
Because <laughs> why not throw in more games? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> exactly. So I, I like him from a I I like the them- like what the ship does, like his pilot ability. I like probably how he's going to fly. I think he'll open up some cool. Uh, I, I think he'll probably fit into a Miranda style role for Scum in that mid forties point second ship kind of a thing. So you'll see like Dengar Nim or uh, um, like maybe a beefy Ketsu Nim that you need some extra points on one of them. So he'll, yeah, I've he'll be the Bosk. low 40s. Bosks, sure. Yep. One of the more interesting tactical uses that I've seen for him is that you can place your cluster mines on the map either with Minefield Mapper, which we've talked about before, or just by running through and dropping a bomb somewhere and essentially create lanes the opponent really doesn't want to fly through. But then Nim can kind of fly through, and you're thinking, you're thinking, okay, there's a rock here, there's a rock here, there's a bomb in the middle, say a proximity mine, just one bomb. He can't go there. Well, actually, no, he can. He can fly right through the proximity mine. There's only one of them, unlike a cluster mine that maybe he might trigger multiple bomb tokens. And uh, actually, I'm thinking of the rebel version. But either way, like you, you can basically set up a wall, and you can fly through it and not care, which is kind of really crazy i mean that works best with tlt because you drop a bomb and then you just run away and kind of plink 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 i've definitely seen that um i still don't know exactly what to think of these ships from a balance perspective i feel like they're not definitively consistently tier one but they are good like i've seen them do pretty well against other ships and they do require a completely different tactical approach uh, from both players. So conceptually, I like it. I'm just not sold yet on on what it'll do for the game. So I guess it's an exciting time. And I really want to hear what Mark has to say. Because you're Mr. Bomber. I am. <laughs> so Absolutely is. And as I've mentioned at the, the top of this podcast, I've been much more casual than I've been in the past. So when I've been looking at this, the list that I really want to run, and I haven't fully flesh it out is Nim, Emon Azamine, both with Bomblet Generator and other upgrades, and then you've got Andrew being your cruise missile. Uh, that would allow you to play with some very interesting bomb uh, play. You're, you're only going to have one Bomblet Generator, just so you know. Why? Because it's unique. Oh, is it? So do you put it on Nim, or do you put it on you put it on Eamon, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You put it on yeah, Eamon. That... Yeah. Uh, and then Nim can play with anything else. So what's your take on uh, Bomblet Generator, Mark? <sighs> on one hand, I I like it because I want to play with it, but <laughs> I'd be much happier if this were an action bomb because I don't like the idea of eternal bombs. Every round you drop a bomb and and you just get one. Uh, there's no choice there. There's no, I'm not going to drop this round unless you're worried about friendly fire. And if your rebel's not even. But you're scum, so of course you're not worried about friendly fire. Right. (laughs) Actually, the thing that kills me about Bomblet Generator, the thing that I hate most, is I can't put it on a TIE Bomber. It doesn't seem right. I I very much agree with (laughs) Empire Strikes Back, we want to live the dream. All right, so so I, I will I, say a quick point here with uh with both the Hypeos Nims, Bomblet Generator and TLT that provides a very interesting ship to try to fight because you don't want to run after it because you're always going to be fighting through that bomb, 
and you need to get after it because it's going to be kiting you with this TLT the entire time. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like a pain in the A. All right, so let's talk about Cad Bane because we have to talk about it. I know we mentioned about Sabine as one of the more overpowered cards. Uh, many people have claimed that this is a scum version of that. Uh, to review, the upgrade lets you gain a bomb token, uh, a bomb upgrade icon, I mean. Uh, and once per round, when an enemy ship rolls attack dice uh, due to uh, friendly bombs, you know, what is that? Prox mines and bomblet generators, right? And then cluster mines? Yep. 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 So uh, when they roll any of those, uh, they what do they re-roll? Eyeballs no, and you can choose it. And it's once per round, and it's once per bomb token. So if you run over three cluster mines mm. tokens, you can only use Cad Bane for one of those. So he really only just like two just dice. like Sabine, yeah, right. So yeah, he really like what he really likes proximity mines, yeah, right. in the sense that he has three dice that he can make you re-roll. Or some mine that might come out in the future that rolls four dice or something like that. All right, so is this uh, as bad as Sabine? No. What is? How does this compare to Sabine, and, and where do we see this uh, most often in Scum? This is not as powerful as Sabine. It could potentially result in more damage, particularly with Prox Mine, but Sabine works on every bomb, every mine, everything. So, so it's it's less effective damage. I agree. Yes. I'll disagree that it's not as good as Sabine because this gives one of the very few upgrades that the Jumpmaster didn't have the capability of picking up. It is like, no, no, guys, there. it's fine. Here you go. Yes. Have a bomb. But that's not anything relative power level of this card. That's, oh, hey, the Jumpmaster is broken again. Who saw that coming? <laughs> <laughs> so do we, okay, so do we see a bunch of Cad Bane Jumpmasters or, or where do we see Cad most often? The Jumpmaster, because it's yeah, broken. On, 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 well, on Vanguard, <laughs> because it can said, swoop sadly. drop bombs and it has access to genius. I mean, like, realistically, that's probably where you're going to see it because it's really good. This I think I said it in the episode where we covered this bomber. I really like Cad Bane as a card. I think he's really good. It's much like I really like Sabine as a card. I think she's really good. She's she has a power issue, a power level issue because of advanced slam on K wings. There's no other rebel ship out there that drops bombs that I'm like, oh man, Sabine's terrible. Like this is a terrible play experience, and I have nothing I can do about this. It's only that one instance. This is the same thing on. Being able to sloop and drop bombs, either action bomb, like, I mean, I don't know if you've all got to experience this, but I feel like the list's been out there long enough yeah. where you have Manaru slooping and dropping a rigged cargo shoot on your face. Yep. That's super not fun. <laughs> now she's doing it with a cluster mine. <laughs> Woo. Or or both, somehow. Or both. Or both. <laughs> yeah, like, experimental interface. <laughs> Screw it. We're doing both. Uh, that That's the issue at hand. Yeah. So if that were to get fixed, I feel like this card would be in a really good place. It would still give plenty of cool options for the uh, the Havoc Bombers and whatnot to do cool stuff. Great. We'll see what I happens. Th I think Emon... I th I think he's pretty good now. I really do. With uh, Cad as crew? With or with... Well, w with Cad, but the beauty is you don't even need to put him on him. You can put him on a sh another ship that can't take bo a bomb, yeah. for example, or give them another bomb, like the... The Skurg, so it can take a bomblet and like a prox mine. But well, the the neat thing with Cad Bane is that uh, if you put him on on Emon, you can either have two bombs plus um, 
extra munitions or four bombs. Yep. <laughs> Don't really need four, <laughs> to, but you could. No, bomblet generator bomblet. plus bomblet generator plus two is good though. I will say the I would be careful for anybody dropping Cad Bane directly on Eamon because he doesn't have an EPT, and I played a bunch of Eamon games back when yeah. he was released. I, I played a lot of dual fire spray, and his biggest problem, much like all of the fire sprays' problems, like the reason they don't see a lot of play, is they are they're not defensive. Like they they die very quickly. So generally, what I would end up doing would be uh, doing things like a recon specialist or stuff that can help that survivability out. If you're taking away that survivability, then just understand that that's a 50-plus point ship that can get one-rounded by cruise missiles. Yep. <laughs> Before it does anything. In a very real and reasonable like situation. So conceptually, I like all of these game elements, but the one beef that I have still is that uh, Imperials really can't be bombers, and there's a couple reasons for that. At, at least they feel like they can. So the first thing is you need to be able to hit things with your bombs. And so everyone's talked about advanced slam before, but that's that's the way that Miranda just kills aces. So there's that, right? So that's something that's a thing that rebels can do mechanically, ge- uh, geometrically to get those bombs off that nobody else can do, at least right now, because K wings are the only ones that that really have that. Uh, and then on top of that, there's damage. So obviously Sabine is the best uh, the best way to add damage because A, it's consistent, and B, it does more average damage than Cad Bane anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Cad Bane really only gives you an extra half of damage if you are taking off just one token. It's one and a half versus one. It's uh, also added damage, right? So it's that cluster. Right, it's, it's, it's a higher... Yeah, it's a higher uh, ceiling with Sabine. If you naturally were to roll three hits or two hits or whatever, it's, it's still one more on top of that. Um, so the Empire has has no way to get the bomb on you, whereas Rebels have Advanced Slam. And Scum has Genius, which up until now hasn't really been a big deal because who wants to blow themselves off except Nim? And I might point out that you can actually take genius in a rebel list if you have the rebel <laughs> nim with the havoc title and you can take genius so actually rebels end up getting both you can have miranda and rebel nim and you can advance slam and you can bomb yourself and still ignore it and so you end up actually with all of those combinations of things in a singular bomb list um and so there was uh uh, it's just crazy. I, I, I really wish the design space was more open for the three factions between uh, between the three of them, that they kind of all had similar capabilities, because well, right let's, now... Let's back up so, for a second. Empire yeah. has those capabilities. They're just terrible. Yes. Hey, so 2014 Sable is screaming at you to suggest well, that uh, Imperials can't bomb. Uh, 2017 Sable is jaded and broken. <laughs> um, well it's it's not that empire can't bomb it's that they can't do it in anywhere near the same uh board space right advanced slam is just so much more threatening like this the stock idea of scimitar bombers dropping prox mines or even cluster mines at this point or counter nets or whatever it's a very much more limited threat range like we don't yeah. we don't talk about that in x-wing nearly as much as other miniatures games threat range is a huge factor in a lot of other games so it's you know i i know that i can't get within 19 inches of model x because if i do he's just going to come kill me right that's a very real thing when you have originally you had scimitar bombers with prox mines in front of you and you go okay i can't get at this range band because if i do they're going to three bank past me and drop a prox mine on my face or right in front of me and i'm going to hit it the following turn 
okay, great. Now advanced slam is just so much more space. Like it's, I can't be in front of it in range three at all, or I'm getting bombed on the face. The other side to empire is we've gotten two ships that drop bombs in unique and variable ways. Like we have death fire and death rain. Apparently the death people like to drop bombs. It's just, they're both not very good. Like they're both type punishers. No, no. Death fire is a bomber. Yeah. Like, and and he is, uh, it's after you reveal your dial, you, uh, uh, or after you perform an action, you may uh, perform an upgrade card for the action. So he basically he can drop a mine uh, after he reveals, reveals his dial or after he performs an action. So he gets a little bit more threat range being able to do like a three bank plus barrel roll than drop. So Yeah. But it's just not anywhere near the same power level as those other two. And so death whereas, rain is interesting there actually. When dropping a bomb, you may use the front yeah, guys of your ship. After dropping a bomb, you perform a free barrel roll action. So he actually could see some play, and if he'd seen a little bit of that with some of the cards in this expansion, specifically uh, bomblet generator, because he's basically getting a barrel roll every single turn, which is kind of cool. Expensive. Yeah, you throw you throw advanced uh, uh, advanced sensors on him, so he can also toss it out the front before he. Uh, or I guess he does that anyway, right? Like if it's the uh, bomblet generator. So you can toss it out the front or the back, and then barrel roll and then move. That's cool. Yeah. But he could boost first with advanced sensors. He could boost first, place it somewhere else, either front or back, and and then use his ability. So this thing's there. It's just expensive. And it's a Punisher? Yeah. Yeah, so I I wish the Punishers were good. Um, hey, okay, Minefield so Mapper's Alex- going to make them great. It's going to be fine. They okay. are. So, so should we talk about Minefield Mapper? No. Uh, is that is that a card that's actually any good? No. Uh, I think. Okay, so I do see that the there is the option of setting up mines as like walls to give you evades and stuff with Nim. I mean, I don't Not dislike. I I don't know if it's worth it, but I like that idea, right? It's an interesting. Well, I hate this word. It's an interesting design space. So there will there will probably be people that come up with really creative methods of doing that. That you know, if you for some reason had the system slot on your havoc bomber open and you were already taking extra munitions for something else and you had four points left over, you'll note that's a lot of ifs. Then hey, I could take two sets of cluster mines, and one of them could get deployed at the start of the game to give me a wall someplace. Like I know here are the asteroids that are all. all set out and i don't want someone running between these two because i want to funnel them great cluster mines go there seems Mm -hmm. good or you set up a wall for um you know obstructions basically to uh to fight behind with tlt carriers or or, or the like all right i could kind of see that like it's because it's what is it a one point or is it a zero point um upgrade it's a system slot minefield yeah it's a zero point upgrade so if you had a system slot open for some reason i don't know why you would but if you had one open and you also carried bombs, you could dump them. Now, there's, as of the time of recording this, there is a lot of go back and forth on if you're using extra munitions, you can drop both the mined uh, card and what the you, extra you munition think card. yes or no? Uh, I think I, I no. Hope no. I think I, I, no. I, I, no. I think no. I think no. I think no. The, yeah. the reason it's no is you you only have one trigger opportunity. Yeah, you only the once once per opportunity trigger. No, I totally yeah. agree. I'm just saying it's it's out there. People are debating it or whatnot. The other really great debate that I absolutely love is uh, if you can um, if you have to deploy the cluster mines as a cluster, Together, or if you can yeah. play them, or if you can place, or if you can deploy them individually. 
uh, and if you read the card as written, it 100% is I can place them anywhere because it's, you're not dropping a, a cluster mine. And the only reason you put them together is because the cluster mine is dropped. And that's like how you, that's how it tells you to do it on the dropping of cluster mine action card. Basically yep. uh, placing is not anywhere in the game. It's not an effect in the game yet. So it's a totally new verbiage. So I'm going to place my, th- all it says is place your bomb very specifically. Yep. So, says sorry yeah there's a lot of weird questions with the release of this wave and i am sad although not surprised that there was not a day one faq so to that i just say help us faq you're our only hope yeah Uh for sure all right so i kind of want uh the minefield mapper do we blair do we have a current contest going on i don't believe we do all right, so I want Minefield Mapper to be our next contest. So give me your best Minefield Mapper list, and then I want to pick the best one uh, it, it, just to see just, something. I'm going to tell you, if it's this, if it's a stupid like triple Punisher list where you're going to try to ring people in Cluster Mines, you're going to lose. Don't do that. It's dumb. No one's ever going to fall for that. Yeah, but give us something good. I'm excited. Um, and uh, all right, cool. Uh, is there anything else that we want to cover in the new wave that we feel we need to just get out there? Uh, the only thing I would say on that minefield mapper challenge is if you fly a minefield mapper list and you fly against new old Han that can go anywhere on the map and you then manage to completely encircle Han when he places himself in the center of the board with bombs, that would be cool and we need evidence of that. Well, they've got to be beyond range three of enemy ships, right? Yeah. Oh, so right. that's that's you can still pull it off. It's just really hard. Okay, <laughs> so well, definitely want a, evidence if you can do you'd it. You'd have to have a lot of them. You've got all of range three in a ring. He could be hiding in an asteroid field. Well, <laughs> he's, he's in the middle. He's got has got to be right, asteroids in there, Epic. and you can you can get well. No, Epic gets dumb. We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, you can get six cluster mines that don't have to be connected. So that is eighteen tokens to be placed. It's a decent number. Like I said, it's never no, that list will never win anything. Like unless someone is just not familiar, like doesn't understand how to play the game and just drives through your minds. So you can put your entire list through the same cluster mind spot and to only take two dice worth of damage, and <laughs> or you can just stack, or you can just spread out. Like that's that's the difference. So take a uh, a tractor beam list and just stick all eighteen tokens on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> and try to and try to tractor beam someone onto it yeah uh, all okay. right all right so uh i'm gonna check out cruise missile wings uh what are you guys gonna check out uh just as your last little bit Demon. <laughs> all right cool i i think the the inquisitor quick draw vader list is, is fun i don't like it at all like it has two of my least favorite ships in the game in that list which are the tap and the tie sf like, i just don't like those ships and I'm kind of forced to fly them, which is frustrating f- for me. So we'll see how it goes. Bob, what are you looking forward to running? I don't know. It's I got one more week before tournament night, uh, league night. So I got to figure out what. I, I might try that list at PS11 just for kicks. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll invent Blair, something. Blair, what do you got? I can guide at Rockets. We didn't even talk about them. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, think right. that's, you think that's what we're missing? Uh, I'm not going to say that's what everyone's missing, but me being me, it's what I'm excited for. <laughs> just, I, I just like them on scimitars, you know. It's me, th- it's what I do, but 
I feel like uh, there's some potential there. So, all right, so, uh, I've like, got a rocket hype, man. Unguided lightweight frame, twenty points, or just eighteen with no lightweight? No, it's just uh, three sims with just the rockets. Another a four sim with op spec and lightweight, and then a CNR with TLT and lightweight. Okay, that's a. That- See these this <laughs> stupid uh, uh, given bombers three attack dice and these t- turrets. We just gave you a rebel list. You just made a, a five ship rebel swarm <laughs> in Empire because you're like ah I with do barrel this, roll. I've seen yeah, I've seen this before. Seen, yeah, <laughs> you gave you gave up before. shields for barrel roll and black paint schemes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna close this. Uh, I'm gonna close this out. Um, all right, so I do want to give a shout out to our Twitch cast on the Sunday. Looking forward to doing that. Um, uh, do you guys, have any shout outs that you want to give before we uh, close this up? Shout out to no. Color Blue. All right, Color <laughs> Blue. All right, there you go. All right, so for Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy, for Bob Randall, better known as Major Juggler, for Tyler Tippett, the hero of the Empire, better known as Starslinger72, and for Mark Fletcher, better known as the one, the only Sable Griffin. My name is Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius. Thank you, Galactic Holonet, and good hunting. <laughs>